Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 392. We're going to be talking to Jim Taylor of Benchmark 60 on employee retention using labor management. You know how important the employee experience is to myself, to Best Served. It is literally why we do what we do. We're here to empower and educate the future leaders. We want to amplify the worth and work of those who feed their community. And, uh, and we're really taking kind of the the experience side of it from our restaurant backgrounds, as well as kind of just the storytelling side to kind of really illuminate what it means to be a part of this industry and the challenges we've had in the past. What I really like about Jim and his group is they have a, a really, really analytical look at it as well and bring those two things together because we've looked at enough spreadsheets and numbers for long enough. We kind of fucked them up and didn't understand the impact that it had on actual humans. So that balancing act is something that we really need to understand and we'll want to bring Jim in to talk about it. So no further ado, Jim, let's uh, let's get into this. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, Jensen. All right. Well, we got a lot of work to do on this front of, you know, understanding the numbers because we've never been good at understanding the numbers. Then when we get good enough at understanding the numbers, we manipulate them and force them upon ourselves and our people. And then we wonder why we have, you know, 75% turnover rates annualized in the restaurant industry, which the numbers are like over 100, 120% now. So it's, uh, let's just say 75%. The churn rate is ridiculous. Yeah. The, the amount of stress, the amount of people that, that say throw their hands up and leave the industry, all of these things we know, we just haven't wanted to pay attention to it. So you have something you talk about. Employee retention is a new cool. Let's start with that because I think understanding the the mindset shift that needs to happen is first. So let's start there, and then let's let's hit him over the head with some uh, some numbers, some facts, and uh, give them a couple actionable ways to uh, find their way out of it. Yeah, retention is the new cool. I mean, that's that's kind of uh, words to live by for us because you know at the end of the day, like you said, turnover. I heard a stat the other day that was like sixty eight percent in full service restaurants. I think that is so far from accurate i think it's you know it's way higher than that yeah and you know think about any other industry in the world if they had a hundred percent turnover every year they'd be that'd be like the number one focus they'd be they'd stop everything but stop some, everything for some reason us in restaurants we sort of just assume that it's okay and keep trying to work harder so yeah retention is the new cool is kind of our our sort of slogan it's kind of become something that's stuck and and you know, we're just trying to help to encourage the industry to think about the fact that you actually don't need more interviews. You, you need better retention. Yep. You don't need more applicants if you don't lose people. Yeah. But there's this, there's this thing that we perpetuate. They're like, well, they don't stick around that long. Well, you know, I'm not going to put in that much effort because they might not show up for an interview. Well, what, you know, it's all these excuses and you're right. If that's what you believe and that's what you map towards, you will be 100% right. You will you will achieve that. But I think it's, again, flipping the narrative. And if you own a business, it's going to be your responsibility to flip that narrative. 
can't point the finger and say, well, kids are lazy these days, or this is just the way it is. Like you have to do something different. So I want to then kind of give, give the kind of statements of, of where your focus is at benchmark 60. You're really focused on labor management and workload management specifically. Any of the sports fans out there, you, you hear about those kind of things in sports a lot. They're trying to manage their workload to make sure that they can make the playoffs, right? That they can achieve their goals. So what is, what is the trick here with labor management? What aren't we understanding? Well, it's, it's, uh, you know, there's so many, and you and I have had some conversation about this before, right? There are so many variables that go into that metric that our industry has always placed kind of on a pedestal as the most important thing to manage, right? Mm. It's the first thing that gets talked about every morning. It's the last thing that gets talked about, you know, every night. It's get gets talked about in pre-shift. I mean, even the word cut is like a general part of our vocabulary, right? How many times have you said that to an employee when you're in management? You're cut, you're cut, you're cut. It's, we've constantly taken this approach of, Top line revenue is everything and cut as hard as you can to try to make sure there's money at the end of the day, at the end of the day. And, you know, there's so many variables from average employee wage, average customer spend, which you really can't control very much what the weather's doing, what day of the week it is, what month of the year it is, you know, all these different things that go into uh, and factor into what that labor cost percentage is going to end up like. And I'm telling you, the managers in, in charge, the case studies we've done show that it's, it's 10% maybe. 10% of the time, a manager or a chef on duty actually hits their target on any given day. Sometimes well, they cover on that for a second. So you're saying I schedule a week at a time, two weeks at a time, and I think I know my projections. We're so bad at, at projections. We're so reactionary, Jim. We and, and that's a strength, like being able to ebb and flow in the moment, making sure that you are very responsive to the guest's needs absolutely is a strength. Yet sure. we stay in that mindset. And we don't forward think. So our projections are probably off, both on this on the revenue sales side as well as the labor needs side. Mm -hmm. And then we can't reconcile those in the moment or forward thinking. So you're saying I'm scheduling for a week. I'm saying that I'm going to have a, a seventy thousand dollars in sales. I end up actually having sixty four five, and then I'm not able to adjust my labor accordingly, and so I am off every day and cumulatively for the week. That's what you're saying. 10% is our accuracy. That's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. So if you think about it, and you just commented on this, of the managers in restaurants that we work with, it's probably, I mean, I don't have an exact stat on this, but if I had to make an educated guess, it's probably 75 to 80% of the managers we deal with schedule based on revenue. If they don't schedule based on revenue, they schedule on based on day of the week. So they're writing a Monday schedule or a Friday schedule. They're writing a $5,000 schedule or a, depending on how big the restaurant is, a $20,000 schedule, whatever it might be. Maybe it's a $2,000 schedule. But let me walk you through this for a second. If, if I said, okay, Jensen, you have a little cafe, has 50 seats, you own it. We know we have a crystal ball and it's going to tell us that on Monday, you're going to serve 50 customers. On Tuesday, you're going to serve 100 customers. And on Wednesday, you're going to serve 200 customers. Okay. Monday, you're probably going to think, you know, I need one person to help me, right? Maybe someone to cook some food. I can serve 50 customers from open to close by myself, right? Over a 10 hour window. But if you look at Tuesday and go 100 customers, you're going to go, okay, 100, you know, that's double. I need maybe two or three people to help me. On Wednesday, we're going to serve 200 customers. Well, now you need probably a whole team of people 
you know, to make sure that things go properly. Because if you don't schedule based on the number of people you're serving, a 200 person service gets a lot more stressful than a 50 person service does. Right. Now, what if I told you that on Monday, your 50 customers are going to spend a hundred dollars each. Yeah, there it is. And on Wednesday, every one of those 200 customers that comes in is going to spend nothing. They're just having water. Now you've got good sales happening. You've got 5,000 in sales happening on Monday. You've got zero in sales happening on Wednesday. But if you schedule for zero sales, what happens to the service level? What happens to the employee experience? What happens to your experience as a manager? It's stressful. It's too much workload. And, and really, you know, the customer doesn't want to come back and neither do the staff. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously that is like polar opposites. That's not going to be the reality of what happens. But in the gray in the middle there is the difference in this business when you do have, you know, slim margins. And we use these, these challenges of the business model, which mm -hmm. need to be addressed as well. We won't get into that today. But like we use that as an excuse not to understand what's actually happening the game you're actually playing at any given time i think right. is very nuanced and we have these generalities that we aren't able to drill down on don't right. want to look at it because sometimes it's too painful because you had a, a large number of covers you were understaffed it was a horrible experience for everybody half those guests aren't coming back you didn't hit the check average because people weren't able to sell you know you had high loss because of returned items because of wasted spent dishes things like that so huge huge yeah. impacts with that let's talk about the workload management right so benchmark 60 you all are basically saying we need to understand labor management the numbers the moving pieces that you kind of just mentioned but also the human impact which is hard to measure so how are you thinking about kind of the workload management the stress that impact is having on the actual employees talk to us about that a little bit yeah, so the, the two core strategies that we use uh, to help connect the employee experience and the retention side of things to the business model are, one, we, we use a strategy that measures overall business productivity in a restaurant environment. So we can, we can help to determine, there's a sort of a process that we go through that will help to determine exactly what level of overall productivity the business needs to achieve in order to get the you know, to the profit level that it's looking for. So, I mean, that's a, a different side of it. But if you think about how productive the business is, there's a threshold where the business can only be so productive or get so much done before it's there's a tipping point where all of a sudden it turns into workload management, where I have to now, as an employee, work too hard in order to get the result that we're looking to get, whether that result is serve my customers properly, take quick orders, cook food in the right amount of time at the right quality level, whatever that might, whatever that job might be, there's a threshold that we have to make sure we're aware of. And again, if we go past that threshold, it becomes workload management and there's direct connection to retention, turnover, well, mental health, all of these things, because it starts to cause stress and anxiety for people, mm -hmm. customers included. And so, you know, this is a, this is huge. This is, a mindset shift that is really challenging because we have such a tough guy, tough gal mentality in this industry. Mm -hmm. We will run through that fucking wall, Jim, again and again and again until the job is done, right? We perpetuate tropes like that every day, all day. It's like this badge of honor that we we hold. That's really hard to let go of, but that's 
that's Jim, that's what we're working the hardest on. This is why I like talking to you because we're trying to kind of meet in the middle, right? We have a lot of the same ethos, so we're trying to attack them from slightly different angles and then overlapping angles. So I think it's important. We have to stop killing ourselves for what eventually is a goal that is not achieved because we didn't even understand the goal in the game that we were playing. So uh, I want to take just, just a couple of minutes as we wrap here, uh, hit us with some of the numbers, you know, employee retention sounds fine. Turnover rates are what they are. But like, give mm-hmm. us a breakdown. What does it cost to, to lose people? Or on the flip side, if, if you look at it that way, what, what is the value of retaining people? Can you, can you give us a little, little perspective on the numbers? Yeah, I mean, we typically use the, and it's going up because of what's happening with wages across, you know, depending on the market. But, you know, the most of the information that we find is it's somewhere in the $2,000 range to hire an hourly employee in a restaurant on average right now. So if you're a restaurant and you've got 50 staff and you're turning over 100% every year, I mean, that's 50 people times 2000 it's $100,000 a year in cost just in turnover, right? So... You know, there's a, a quick, uh, if we have enough time, I'll share a quick little case study we did on how to connect some of this information to what's happening with turnover and how to improve it. So we did a, uh, a case study with a group that had 12 restaurants and they were finding that not every restaurant was seeing an increase in average customer spend and an increase in customer count versus if we were looking at 2021 versus 2019. Okay, so they're, they're double digit increase in revenue, which lots of restaurants are finding right now, right? However, not one location across the board, 12 restaurants, could actually hit their labor targets. And they're all going, what's going on? We've got more revenue to play with. We've got more customers to play with. What's happening? So we we applied um, this metric around workload and productivity to look at what was actually happening from a data perspective in the restaurant and found that every restaurant across the company, 12 locations, was on average 30% less productive in 2021 than they were in 2019. So we connected that to from a people perspective to the you know HR department and found that in 2019, the average employee had worked for that company for close to a year and a half. Okay, which is not bad for a restaurant, right? In terms of you know how we usually look at it. But in 2021, that same employee had worked for that company for less than four months. So what that told us was that the average employee in that company couldn't handle as much workload as they could in 2019 because they just weren't as experienced. They didn't have as much training. They didn't, you know, they just weren't as exposed to what was happening in the business. So in order to get the same labor cost target achieved in 2021 versus 2019, there was only one way that the managers could accomplish that. And that was to run short staffed on purpose. Right. If they didn't realize that they needed to lower the workload and invest in their people to protect that experience, they're going to quit. Yep. Yep, that's brutal. And 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 I want to make sure anybody and everyone listening to this, it's important to recognize the first instinct I think a lot of people that are so embedded in the industry are gonna have is like, yeah, they're they're not as productive because they're lazy, they're entitled, they're not as good, all these things. The reality is this has been happening and it's been on this path for so long that so many of us have burnt out. And the reality is like the churn rate is just too high. You can't right. burn through young, dumb, 20 year old kids for generations and expect that this is going to be a sustainable business model and it's not the fault of kids these days quote unquote they are the best chance we have for success we have to invest in them listen to them put them in an opportunity to succeed and working them and grinding them to the bone 
they're smarter than we are. They're not going to take that. They want to work at a place with purpose and meaning and value. And that's, that's the deal. So we need to understand that Jim, and I appreciate you taking that data perspective and, and bringing it to light because it's important for, for our team, even the work that we're doing to understand that. So thank you for that. And everyone, you're going to hear a lot more from Jim and benchmark 60 as always get into the comments and make sure and check out the link of the article six questions with uh, Jim Taylor, where you break down some more really, really valuable and actionable items for us to, to take into perspective. So Jim, appreciate you. Thanks so much. Cheers. All right, everyone, that is it for this episode. Once again, this was Best Served Podcast 392. Jim Taylor, Benchmark 60 on restaurant employee retention and really thinking about labor management. Retention is the new cool. I'm into it. I'm getting the shirt. He's sending me the shirt. I'll wear it on the show. Retention is the new cool. Get into it. That's it. Appreciate you all. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.